and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. It's a daily podcast, Monday through Friday, on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we're going to be using our Bibles, as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon devotional, both of which can be, or if you don't have a Bible readily available, you can get the Logos Bible software at Logos.com, as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon devotional. They are both available at Logos.com. May 18th, God alone, the salvation of his people. This was preached in 1856. First text we're going to be reading is Mark chapter number 9, verses 1 through 8. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and ladeth them up into on high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his remnant remnant became shining exceedingly white as snow. So as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias, uh, Elias, with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly, when they had looked around about, they saw no man any more, save Jesus only with themselves. Interesting piece of uh, scripture right there. Yeah. Just, uh, it requires a little bit of imagination if you sit, sit back and think about it, you know. You're sitting there. I'd imagine that you know they were talking with Jesus and talking about where they're going, and then all of a sudden, Jesus becomes this shining individual, shining from every plate of food just fell, shining from every part of his body, and then he's sitting there talking with Moses and Elisha. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just just imagine that you're you're standing there and you're talking with you know your, your teacher, any teacher. Just think of a teacher. Then all of a sudden, they're this bright, shining individual talking with two of the greatest prophets in human history. Mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting experience. I think that would amazing. definitely be an education. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So what we're going to be reading today is an excerpt of a sermon delivered on Sabbath morning, May 18, 1856, by the Reverend Charles Spurgeon at New Park Street Chapel in Southwark. And the text is, If God alone is a rock and we know it, are we not bound to put all our trust in God, to give all our love to God, to set all our hope upon God, to spend all our life for God, and to vote our whole, devote our whole being to God? If God be all I have, sure, all I have shall be God's. If God alone is my hope, sure, I will put all my hope upon God. If the love of God is alone that which saves me, sure, he shall have my love alone. Come, let me talk to thee, Christian, for a little while. 
I want to warn thee not to have two gods, two Christs, two friends, two husbands, two great fathers, not to have two fountains, two rivers, two suns, or two heavens, but to have only one. I want to bid thee now, as God hath put all salvation in himself, to bring all thyself unto God. Come, let me talk to thee. In the first place, Christian, never join anything with Christ. Wouldst thou stitch thy old rags into the new garment he giveth? Wouldst thou put new wine into old bottles? Wouldst thou put Christ and self together? Thou, mighty, thou mightest as well yoke an elephant and an ant. They could never plow together. What wouldst thou put an archangel in the same harness with a worm and hope that they would drag thee through the sky? How inconsistent, how foolish, what thyself and Christ. Sure, Christ would smile, nay, Christ would weep. To think of such a thing. Christ and man together, Christ and company. No, it shall never be. He will have nothing of the sort. He must be all. Note how inconsistent it would be to put anything else with him. And he pulls this from the verse, Psalms chapter number 62, verse 2. He, is only, he, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. So we talked a lot about, <clears throat> you know, uh, about uh, Christ and uh, not having your old rags tied with the new rags or not being the old person corrupted, you know, being tied with the new creature that Christ uh, created through his, uh, his uh, salvation. But <clears throat> if something we got to address is, or one thing that I've noticed with the first reading that we had, we look first look at Peter, and I'm talking about the first text that we had in Mark chapter 9, uh, where they're up there at the mount, and the transformation takes place. And in verse number 5, it says, And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to, to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And during that time, the, the, uh, God was present. There was, uh, you know, within Christ, and and there was a, a transformation that took place that was unseen or unheard of before. And it amazes me that the first thing that Peter talks about or thinks about is, I got to be hospital, hospitable, and and build a tent for these people. I mean, he was he's with the Creator of all. He's with the, the most knowledgeable individual in this world. And he thinks about getting him a tent. And, you know, the focus of Peter, and, and, and I'm not trying to blame Peter here. I'm just trying to use that as an illustration. Peter's ma main focus was to make sure they were comfortable. And I think that's a lot that happens with our Christian churches today. We think about, you know, is there a fresh coat of paint? Is there beautiful pews? Do I have 75-inch screens, at least a half a dozen of them? Do I have, uh, you know, the best uh, sound system that I possibly have? Uh, you know, do I have the biggest church I possibly can have? We think of all these other external things, but our focus is 
to preach the word of God and to reach others with the word of God. Now, I, I understand we want to make the house of God the best possible place we possibly can and make it as beautiful and as, uh, as fo- focused for the word of God as we possibly can. I understand. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying if you're called to be a, a preacher, if you're called to be a minister, if you're called to reach others for Christ, the focus is the word of God. The focus is learning the word of God. The focus is meditating on the word of God. So I don't want people, uh, and again, we got to keep the main thing, Jesus Christ, as the main thing. And that's where we need to push, regardless of what position you are in. I mean, even if you're just a layman like myself, and you just work, work, not even get paid, but just volunteer to be a part of the church, Make the main focus on Jesus. Now, that being said, going to what Spurgeon... Do you have anything to say on any of that, Andy? Well, uh, just, just on the verse I was, I was noticing. On, th- on this one? Uh, no, on Psalm chapter number 62, verse 2. Okay. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Let's think about the time period when this was written. This was written by David. So it was written before Christ came to earth, yeah. before he died on the cross. Uh-huh. David's saying, he is my salvation. He is my de- defense. I will not move from what I believe in God. I think that's important. He was believing in a Messiah to come. Uh-huh. We believe in one that has already come, died, and risen again. Yet the viewpoint has not changed. No matter if it was David's time believing in the Messiah to come or us believing in the Messiah that has come and risen again, the point of view is that he is still our salvation. He has always been our salvation. He is is our defense. He has always been our defense. And we shall not move. And we will never move. I think that's an important viewpoint. Yeah, that, that, that's an excellent viewpoint because that's basically this is a promise that our that our God is a rock and he is our salvation and he won't be moved. And I think a lot of people think of this rock as a pebble and it's not a pebble. It's a glacier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's anchored down. It's not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot can be put into that. Um, but also when you talk about the time period, you know, Paul, Paul, um, David, David, thank you. David was going through a struggle during those times. I mean, Psalms was just pretty much him crying out his heart towards God. It's one step away being away from a lamentation in the sense that he was going through a struggle and he was, he was, uh, pleading towards God and uh, really rejoicing in what he had with his fellowship with God. And, even though he was getting killed and he was getting tracked and by Saul and um, everything else that was taking place, that he still had to focus, which was on, on God. It was God that time. And still, thousands of years later, and to eternity and beyond, no matter what we go on through life, we still have that focus, which is on the Trinity, which is God, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that Jesus Christ has arrived, 
and he has rose again, and that's our salvation. But to bring it to another point of view, from what Spurgeon's going for, is what candidates for an equal share of the devotion due to the triune God, say that word for me, triune God do you face? Give them the same answer as Jesus gave Satan. So what do you think there, Andy? I'm, think, I'm thinking that, you know, Charles Spurgeon is talking about, you know, if you take the word candidates and put in the word distractions, what distractions for an equal share of the devotion due only to the triune of God do you face? Give them the same answer as Jesus gave Satan. Okay, so he's saying what other distractions are in your life that's preventing you from giving your all devotion to God. Okay? And he's saying, give them the same answer as Jesus gave Satan. Now, what, what, what's, Jesus talk, what's, he, what's Spurgeon talking about the same answer as Jesus gave Satan? Turn away. Turn, you know, turn, turn, turn away from, uh, from Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan, get behind thee. All those things that how he addressed, mm-hmm. you know, the devil, the Satan. I, I believe uh, Spurgeon's talking about, you know, when 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 Jesus and Satan were were talking together when he when he was here, when you know when Satan took him up onto a high mountain, and you know he Jesus said, "Get behind me, Satan." Uh-huh. He he's saying, "I have a focus. Get behind me. You are not my focus." Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Is sometimes we have to say to our distractions. You are not my focus. Get behind me. I have a mission. Okay? When, when, when you're out in the field training, you know, there's distractions. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you, you have a mission. You have to go do something. There's always a distraction. I think of it sometimes, you know, I, I do karate. I have a mission, be it, you know, performing a, a kata or whatnot. There's always, you know, oh, my toenail hurts mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, I didn't take a drink of water before. But you know what? That's not your mission. That's not your focus. That, all those things could be true. But you need to keep your focus in line with what really matters. It, for the Christian walk, you need to keep your focus on Christ and what really matters in your walk with Christ every day. Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point we hear when you... When uh, Jesus was on the uh, on the mountain with uh, Satan, and he tells Satan, "Get behind thee," one thing we gotta understand is that we can't tell Satan to get behind thee. Okay, we we are we don't have that power. Mm-hmm. We're we we don't have that strength. And one thing we gotta identify is that it's only Christ that has that strength and that power. And it's for us to not talk directly to Satan and <laughs> say, "Get behind thee." It's for us to talk to Christ mm-hmm. and saying, uh, Jesus, I'm having a struggle right now. I'm having a problem. And it's for Christ to get Satan behind you. Yes. Okay. That, that's some of the things that get kind of, you know, murky into the weeds here. But it's one thing that's very true under our sovereign God is he is in control of everything. And we have to address that God. Mm-hmm. And that God will take care of us. And a lot of times us as humans... And again, with our pride, we think we have that power to talk to Satan or mm-hmm. to talk to these evil, yeah. uh, evil spirits to get behind or get out of our way. Mm-hmm. It's through the power of Jesus Christ alone 
that these that that mountain moves mm -hmm. okay so i just want to address that i think that's a very important thing especially when we talk about the sovereignty of god and uh we talk about you know in relationship of uh principalities that we have the ultimate power the ultimate uh, uh king of kings and lord of lords which is jesus christ uh some of the other things that we that he did mention spurgeon when he was talking about this excerpt of this sermon was uh tying in the old rags with the new rags or putting new wine to old uh, wine sacks and uh one of those things is is the struggle that we have in our daily walk with Christ and the sin problems that we deal with. And sometimes when we accept Christ as our Savior, we don't repent from those sins, okay? Uh, salvation is, is accepting Christ and believing Christ died and rose again for payment of our sin, but also there's a change of mind and of a new creature, meaning that we repent of those past sins and sometimes that that itself is a struggle um it shouldn't be because we have the holy spirit within us and i'm not trying to doctrinally cut everything up right now but i'm just trying to make the address that we need to be new creatures for christ and with the holy spirit and with the focus of our new relationship with christ we need to cut away from our old sins. Now, you may not have cut away from your old sin. You may have a sin in your life that is secret right now. This is an encouragement for you to attack that sin. Again, I want to re-explain re here. We don't have that power. Okay? It, let, let, give me, let, let me have an example uh, Okay, smoking. Your body is a temple of God. You believe smoking is damaging the temple of God because it gives you cancer. Okay? Or it, it alters your relationship with Christ because of the nicotine. It creates a buzz within your brain. So you, you don't have a clear relationship with Christ. Whatever the reason may be, let's, let's use that as an example. That you want to stop smoking to better your to be a new creature for Christ, and uh, you're not you can't attack the cigarette or tobacco itself, okay? But through Christ and and conversing and praying to God and being close to God, God has the power to remove that sin from your life, okay? So. That's the example that I'm using, um, but I just want to clarify anything like that. Other than that, that's going to be it for today. I just want to remind every. Oh, we do have one more verse. <laughs> every, time every time we have another verse. Matthew chapter ten, verse chapter four, verse ten. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. This is uh, God, Jesus giving that, speaking directly to Satan, and that uh, that 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 was his answer. Again, that is Jesus giving him that answer. You can uh, you can you can use the words of Christ or words of the Bible in your in your benefit when you're battling with sin, but the strength is through Jesus Christ, and that's through prayer. 
So uh, here at the Daily Grind, we just want to encourage you to share our podcast to as many people as you can. Also click on the follower button, become one of our followers, and uh, support us. Support us any way you possibly can. If it's not uh, with monetary value, you can definitely share us with other people. Uh, Join us at faithbaptistelpaso.org. And uh, we're having a Bible study starting Tuesday, May 19th from 7.30 at 8.30. If you wish to participate, please go to the Faith Baptist Church uh, in El Paso Facebook page, uh, which is Faith Baptist El Paso. That's the name of the Facebook page. And there is a video there on the top, pinned at the top, telling you how you can enroll to be part of this Bible study. It's going to be a wonderful Bible study on Jacob. We give you all the materials. We uh, give you everything you need. All you got to do is make sure you're there at Tuesday at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time. Also, like uh, we are also on Faith Life, we have a community there, Faith El Paso. And as always, we thank you for listening, and God bless.